welcome to Food, Views and Big Ideas. I'm Tanya Barr. And I'm Lucy Allen. And this is the podcast from us here at Straight to the Source. In this podcast, we will be introducing you to the people who are driving our food and hospitality industry forward, whether it be on the land, in the water, in the kitchen or from the boardroom. Each of our guests are playing a significant role in the evolution of Australia's food identity and culture. And we want you to know who they are, their views and their big ideas. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Food, Views and Big Ideas. I'm Lucy Allen. And I'm Tanya Barr. Today we're in the studio with the Executive Culinary Team of the International Convention Centre Sydney, Australia's premier convention, exhibition and entertainment venue. It has a reputation as one of the world's most desirable meeting and major event destinations. Joining us are Rakesh Pillai, ICC Sydney's executive chef, along with the food and beverage manager and sommelier, William Wilson, for a conversation about their focus on showcasing the best of New South Wales food and drinks to the over 1 million local, interstate and international customers that they serve on an annual basis. Rakesh and William, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here with both of you. Rakesh, tell us about your culinary background, please. So uh, I grew up in India, southern part of India, um, surrounded with um, local a, lo- a lot of herbs and you know tea, um, spices. Um, my mother actually was a great cook. Um, she influenced me into the cooking. Um, I did um, worked in Middle East in Dubai as my you know um, experience in five star hotels, um, restaurants. Um, then I came to Sydney. Um, I was in the um, opening team for ICC. Sydney, part of the menu plannings, and that, that's how I started in, took the, took the role as an executive chef in, in the past two years. Um, that's, that's my culinary journey. Fabulous. Thank you, Rakesh. And William, as we're about to hear, your accent will clearly give it away. Uh, you come from a Scottish background, but tell us a little bit about your journey to being in your current role at ICC Sydney. Well, yeah, I, uh, I started my hospitality career um, more than 30 years ago, I'm giving away my age, I shouldn't give away <laughs> my age, more than 30 years ago uh, in Edinburgh and I was running a couple of like really foodie pubs and and over there it's really all about the beer and it was the real ale and, uh, and that's where I discovered that small, local and fresh is actually the best way to have your food and beverages. Um, I worked for a wee while across in Florida, in America, in a, an amazing venue. And then I uh, arrived in, in Sydney um, more than 20 years ago. And that's where I got into events. And uh, I really thought that getting into these big events, it really gave me a chance to really actually make a difference with what I was uh, was doing for the, the local community in those local regions and uh, using local produce is really what, what it was all about for me. Um, when ICC Sydney was uh, opening, um, the uh, Director of Culinary Services, Linnell Peck, she explained to me that it really was focused on that as opposed to being focused on being a big uh, business. So that really made a big difference in my choice of, of coming to, uh, 
to work here. Um, we started off 80% of the wines in our list were from New South Wales. Um, we always thought that people would be looking for Barossa Shiraz or Tasmanian bubbles. That's perfectly fine. Um, and then a few years into it, we went to 100% New South Wales wines on the list. What year did ICC Sydney open its doors? So, so we opened at the end of 2016. Both myself and Rakesh came on board during 2016 for the planning uh, of the uh, opening. And uh, both of us have, have stayed here ever since. So we're very happy um, to be here and uh, continue to, to support the, uh, the local New South Wales regions. And I think what's really important about what you're doing is there is a lot of focus on the food side of things and a lot of narrative in that space, but doing it in drinks as well is often not something we see done to the, the degree that you're doing here at ICC Sydney. So we're really excited to talk a bit more about that. And ICC Sydney isn't a small venue. Rakesh, how do you explain or can you explain the size and capacity of the venue? How many people might you serve in an average week? ICC Sydney culinary team services around 500 events a year. One million attendees um, nearly from conference delegates, um, you know, attends conventions, um, exhibitions and theater goes. So average um, a week, 20,000, you know, delegates will be uh, will be serving, you know, food and beverage in this place. So it's it's quite massive, you know, so... It's, it's quite an undertaking, isn't it, when you're talking those kind of numbers, which I think, you know, ICC Sydney's commitment to sustainability, to diversity, equity and inclusion is really putting you in the leadership position in the business and events industry. So in terms of how that takes shape on a day-to-day -day basis, can you tell us each a little bit about this focus and how you implement these core values within your roles, your teams, your work day-to-day? -day? Um, William, do you want to jump in first? Absolutely. I think that diversity really is is the key around that. Our slogan is more than a venue and we really do feel that we actually contribute a lot more than just a big space with lots of wonderful, well-equipped rooms. All of our attendees need to feel included. So that whole diversity side of things. Our team is made up of hundreds of different nationalities. Um, someone was telling me earlier, we, we know that we speak 82 different languages, wow. which I, I, I just think is, is, is amazing in a team. So any international delegate, we have someone who can help translate. So that inclusion side, making people feel welcome really is important to us. We've just recently been awarded bronze tier status in the Pride and Diversity Australian Workplace Equality Index, which I, I think is a, a great achievement for a convention centre. It's always nice to, to do that. Um, a lot of that was actually developed uh, during the World Pride uh, Congress that we held here last year. So it's really good that we can actually use those events to actually develop great plans for our team and for our guests. 
always adapting, always sort of agile to the environment you're working in and um, the needs of people, the people that you're looking after on a daily basis. It feels like it has a real heartbeat. Mm, very much so. And of course, it's reflected in Chef's menu. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, so our diversity, equity and, you know, um, inclusion comes into our menus. So we do go, we got a Sydney it's menu for our delegates, um, which always combined to have a lot of heritage dishes from other, you know, countries and nationalities. Our team is diverse team. You know, if you if you walk down to the production kitchen now, you might see plenty of different nationalities with different um heritages, you know, and we encourage them to be a part of the menu, you know, like when we put the menu planning and stuff, so they come up with some dishes, you know, if it is Turkish, it's Filipino, there's there's someone there has a background. Or, or have, have been in a country, worked, especially as a chef, been into that country and cooked the uh, the real food that they eat in that place. So there is always, we have that inclusion in place in, in developing our menus. We have encouraged the team to, you know, their, their cultural values and come up with ideas in our menus. Um, we got um, kosher certification, so we can do large number of kosher, kosher events, you know, large number in a, in a large scale. We have um, halal products, you know, our chicken, our meats, you know, that uh, comes through, you know, seafood, which is halal certified. We used in here. Um, our menu includes 30 percentage of our dishes includes um, vegetarian, vegan, gluten free, uh, which I think it's a great inclusion that they 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 all are part of our menus, you know, our structure uh, when we when when we build a menu. It's very progressive, forward thinking. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a complex job to do on a day-to-day yes, -day basis to, to think about all these needs and actually cater to them. And you do it in such a beautifully authentic way and that it comes from the, the team, you know, the team driving that. That's a really, um, you know, how lovely for your, your clients and your customers to almost have a taste of home. Yes, exactly. Mm. We've got different clients come and ask, you know, like um, we had a, even in the past, you know, asking for a uh, separate Turkish you know, menu to for their event, and then it was happy that we had Turkish background chefs in here. They can go and put a menu together and give an authentic menu to to cater that event. Well, when you think about diversity and inclusion and being agile for an establishment the size of ICC Sydney, it's a mandate to also you you follow and you work closely with local producers. And both to ensure quality, but also to reduce carbon footprint by sourcing sustainable and locally produced ingredients and wines where possible. Rakesh, why is it so important for a venue the size of ICC Sydney to build direct relationships with farmers and producers? Because we both know there's lots of distributors out there. There's lots of different, different ways of sourcing. But how do you use your national and global platform also to tell those stories and why so icc sydney is committed to fuel you know fueling the the engagement while driving local economic um, impact through our philosophy which is you know feeding your performance so that works in two ways you know one is i um, delegate you know, who comes into this place having a meal which needs its performance to be managed. You know, so we give them healthy meals and looking at local and sustainable products. Um, at the same time, giving an economic impact on the local 
um, area where New South Wales, you know, suppliers and producers. So the feeding your performance works in both ways. So it's whoever attends the events in here has that, you know, our philosophy works for them, uh, same as the local producers and farmers who are producing the product, you know. So we value that in a higher, and we want that to go out and to the delegates, the importance that we give to our farmers and producers locally. And there is a sto- story behind every product that we serve in here and um, you know, and 100% you know like we want to look at our menu collections as much as sustainable um, and, and 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 carbon you know zero carbon um, emission that's what we're working towards now at the moment we look at as, as much as carbon friendly dishes in our menus you know so this allows the you know event organizers and to make more sustain, uh, sustain, uh, sustainable food choices and reduce our carbon footprint we aim to have, you know, full carbon rates, uh, ratings incorporated by 2025. That's our aim. Well, that's what we're working towards. As I said, we want to go for 100% zero carbon emission in, in future. And by saying that, you know, New South Wales has a range of fresh produce, you know, sustainable. And you know, a few meters away, you can find things around, you know, we got the best seafood so we have all this around us. You know, we just need to have in uh, go for a search of these things, find the suppliers. Uh, you know, suppliers like we have Kutingal pecans at the moment. You know, coming to you know, I spoke to Mark about his trees and you know his, his pecan nut trees that he has individually named them. So there's a great stories behind it. You know, um, and I get I get uh, when I hear these stories, then I have that respect to this. You know, the the, the farmers and, and the producers and the growers. Um, goes into a high spike, you know, like it's a, I always think about how much they have the passion to do this. So when we produce the food, we, we want to give that respect to the, to the, to all each and every ingredients, you know. So when I share these stories with my staff, they think about, you know, how much love and passion has this growers has into these products, you know, when it comes to your hand to produce a meal for a um, guest. So, Hundred percent that 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 goes past through every line of production, and and they have the respect for the product. Um, by talking about sustainability and this to get into the clients, so when we have organizers menu tastings and stuff, we talk about these things. We pass it to the clients, so it goes from us to the clients, and they understands it um, about our um, um, plans for the future, what we're looking forward, and uh, about our local producers. Can we talk a little bit about some of the local producers? You mentioned Mark from Katingle Pecan. Yes, yeah. Um, we got f- many more to, you know, mention in, 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 in this, in this local producers and, you know, farmers. Uh, one we have is Pepesaya, you know, Pepesaya produces great butter and, and dairy products, which we use in our menus. You know, you can't, you know, unsurpass this, you know, uh, is, is quality and, you know, it goes in every table when we do plated dinners that its portion butters are popular as everyone knows. We got Akuna Murako in our premium menus, you know, so we're trying to get that locally sourced. We got mackerels, we got Oxbury oysters. Um, as you, as you say, you know, Block 11 organics, you know, Greg from Block 11 organics supplies us, you know, organic vegetables and, and, and a lot more products. I can talk, talk about the products in the whole day long, you know, so. <laughs> well, we have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one thing to note there too, is many of the ingredients and in the producers that you've incorporated into your menu, those products are accessible to the community. You know, they can either buy them online or they can go to Carriage Works farmers markets or they can go to Northside Produce. You know, they, they, they are accessible as well. 
Exactly. Yeah, we want that. We don't. We are not looking at an exclusive product. We can. We we are looking for the products that can get into everyone. They can buy in you know in, in online or you know look at Malfroy, you know mm. honey. You know so you can buy that in online. You can buy it in a shop. You know like the same quality products. That's what we're trying to put it in our menus. Uh, Alto olive oil. You know they, mm. they they make a special blend for us. And you know, we taste them, and we we work with them together. We we you know, lately we just got up with a bakery, and we're trying to produce a bread roll uh, with some native ingredients in there to make it as a little bit more special for us. So our delegates who comes into our, you know plate at dinner events can experience a little bit of native you know um, ingredients in there when they start the meal. You know, so that's type of things we are looking at in 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 the future to go. You know, so. It's it's such a meaningful connection, and you can hear the passion in your voice. Yeah, and it's what an amazing platform to then tell those producers' stories to not just local and national audience, but but global as well. And and William, from the wine perspective or the beverage perspective, oh, absolutely, it's very very similar to to chef. Hundred uh, percent local wines, you know, very simple. It's all about telling the story. The thing that's different, in my opinion. When you use a local wine, you've met the winemaker, you know the story, you can tell the story. It's not the same as, you know, I could be pouring beautiful Burgundy and I would know nothing at all. I know that it's a good wine, but I know nothing at all about the people behind it. And, you know, these are wonderful quality products, fresh, local, and the beauty of it is we've met these people, we can tell the stories of them. I'm also the stats guy um, <laughs> for our department. We've got more than 80 local New South Wales direct food and beverage suppliers. And with our food and beverage um, spend last year, we actually spent $10 million in New South Wales suppliers. So I, you know, we got the size Chefs, they're talking about tiny little suppliers, but, you know, we are getting some great stuff. That has quite an impact when you put numbers around it, and that's an incredible injection back into the New South Wales economy and supporting small producers. So could you tell us a little bit more, William, about the strategy behind promoting exclusively New South Wales wines? Do you get any pushback from your clients or venue guests on this? What? I, I, I mentioned I was expecting to get some pushback. I'm I'm very happy to have people who tell me, oh, no, Pinot Noir should only come from certain regions. And then we invite them in. We have menu tastings. We have some wine tastings. We invite them in. And I will put in front of them the New South Wales whites. I might put in front of them something from the Mornington Peninsula or Tasmania and we'll taste them together and we'll we'll show them that the local wine is just as good. If you're, you're paying the same price point, you're actually going to get a better New South Wales Pinot Noir most of the time. Um, so I'm very proud of, of that. Um, We've sold more than 2 million glasses of New South Wales wine since we opened. Absolutely, that's supporting the local economy. As a strategy, I almost think that that's what we should be doing. Why, 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 would, why would you be doing 
anything else. A lot of, when we talk about sustainability, a lot of these things don't actually cost any more and you can actually be better for our uh, environment. You can be better for our customers and it doesn't actually cost any more. Why, why wouldn't you have that as a strategy? Sustainability, again, local wine, of course, it's going to have a lower carbon footprint than importing it. Um, New Zealand wine's hugely popular. It's got a higher impact. West Australian wine has got a higher impact than New Zealand wine when it comes across here. So why wouldn't you be selling local New South Wales wines? When we do the uh, food tastings, um, I explain. We have 100% New South Wales wines and suddenly the guests go, well, of course you have New, uh, New South Wales wines. Of course that's what we should be having. We're in New South Wales. We're in Sydney. Why wouldn't we have local wine? The the main thing is, for this is the simple thing behind it, is the quality is there. And it's getting that story out and making sure that our clients understand that the quality is there. It makes my job nice and easy. And you're opening a door for your customers, aren't you? You're taking them on that journey with you. So they walk away feeling like they've discovered something new and they've, they've walked away with, with new knowledge as well about the diversity of wines available in New South Wales. Absolutely. We, we, we let people know what that wine is, where it's from. You, you can read a menu, but I'm there, chefs there, we're talking about these, uh, these wines, this food. The great thing about having international visitors is you can actually suggest to them, hey, you're here. Go to the Hunter Valley, go to Orange, go to Mudgee, visit these regions, visit these wineries, drink the wine right there. There is nothing better than being out there and enjoying a beautiful glass of wine. Here, here. We can. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah, exactly. And, and if they can't get out into the regions, you know, to be able to get a taste of New South Wales right here is pretty we, special. We, we have a cellar door. We're, mm. we're right here. You can, you can taste it here. Come to you, you, the event. Um, a few nights ago, we, we had a thousand people in a room and I'm there in the middle of the room doing a New South Wales wine tasting. Mm. And we just had, you know, everyone, the feedback was just fabulous. Hive of activity around you, I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. So Rakesh, what are the challenges in achieving direct and local procurement on the scale and volume that you're actually operating on? We are, we are committed to looking after our planet uh, and safeguarding the, the environment and uh, you know, and and um, the future generations you know so um, we got a new south wales first policy uh, that's why we have the new south wales first policy so we always go and look at you know local products what we can get from new south wales first by talking about the scale you know like it's always a challenge because we we are a venue having a you know large number of you know delegates comes through so we have the the, the big suppliers and the small suppliers in our suppliers list but definitely if 
there is a big event where we can't get a you know huge quantity but we definitely go to a small suppliers and get some products from them to and then they top it up with this large suppliers you know so it's definitely there is a room for them all the, all the time we always get connected with them we we can you know for uh, forecast our events you know like and we can see that there is a you know order for cheese cheese platters coming up in 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 a month time so we can give them a forecast and tell them um uh, the scale um it, it it is important to know that you know that our new south wales products are you know um internationally well reputed and you know um you know they always talk about it when they have some cheese from here and then they come back on next year for the even they talk about that products you know they ask them about it when we sit down in menu testing they talk about the last year dishes they had Uh, it's an it's an it's an amazing feeling hearing those you know um you know stories and their experience you know we want everyone who comes into this place having you know any fnb component you know food and beverage component um not not just having as a meal as an experience uh, that's important for us they they experience new south wales um so they come in and having a meal they know what our seafood is um what our meats are around you know um, all those kind of vegetables they are it, that's 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 where we're looking at you know that's uh, to give them an experience of new south wales it can be it can be riverina beef it can be magra lamp um it can be um, no pepper saya butter um a lot of things you know malfrozani you know the health benefits of the honey and all that goes into our meals you know so it's very important for us to to address that uh, even if it is a big amount of you know scale of cooking we need to plan but we still involve those small suppliers as as much as we can you know so um um pepper saya been a long been in, in our menu you know so it's from from the from the beginning is okay. in our menu so um it's 7 years we are you know on, on operations and still is is our you know um, butter um Your pepper, butterman he's our butterman <laughs> um, still goes in our desserts you know so um, um executive chefs you know like um greg and sir khan always goes you know extra mile and finding the suppliers talking to them keeping that relationship as you know william mentioned before one to one chat you know so always we keep that relationship with our supplier you know suppliers and farmers they always come to meet us or we go and meet them so we maintain that relationship Mm-hmm. When you talk about ingredients, you're mentioning honey and butter, but you look at innovation like uh, black garlic, for example. Exactly, yeah, that's one of our prime product. The, the beautiful, you know, garlicious, you know, grown black garlic, which is which is very very prime product when you when you put it on a duck dish, on a plate, you know that that stands out more than sometimes the duck. You know, like people ask that question uh, rather than asking what type of duck or where the duck from, they ask. where is that you know garlic from you know so that's how important that product is so um, of course you know those kind of products primes our dishes you know so it's not an easy job though it's very you know very much about communication and daily communication because you said you're always you know talking to the producers about the ebb and flow of their availability so there's a lot that has to happen to to be able to do this on the plate and i guess if we talk about happening in the glass and and we look at the 100% representation of new south wales wines that you have on your list we we spoke earlier about how it should be done and why isn't it done and it's it it seems like a natural thing to do but it's not really happening and if you look around sydney venues it's a very low representation of wines on venue lists why why do you think that is and what can be done to change that Well, Sydney 
is a very cosmopolitan international city and a lot of sommeliers seem to support international wines. Um, Sydney's the gateway to Australia. A lot of sommeliers say, well, we should have Barossa Valley, we should have uh, Margaret River. Absolutely, those wines should be on your list. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's plenty of local stuff that is just as good. Um, we have international cuisine. A French restaurant, they sell French wine. But there's plenty of New South Wales wines in those styles, in those grape varieties that are just as good, easily better value, would actually complement their food better, but instead people head to France. I understand it, but I think that there's plenty of space in all of those lists to have more local wine. Most of the chefs in those restaurants have got plenty of local produce. The sommeliers should be following. What do we do to, to make this better? Um, we have supported New South Wales Wine Association since we opened. They've supported us as well. We've got a great relationship uh, sponsoring their wine awards. They're tasked with getting that message out to sommeliers. There's winemakers out there that really need to get involved. They actually do a good job in selling their wines interstate and internationally. They need to get behind this as well. There should be local wine and local glasses. And get out to the wineries and the vineyards as well. I know you spend a lot of time doing that. I, I have a horrible, horrible job, which involves doing a lot of research. <laughs> Chef right, as well. You know, we, we have difficult jobs. It's, <laughs> it's a very big venue. There are a lot of team members. There's a lot of uh, complexity to what we do. But there has to be plenty of research and going and finding new winemakers. The great thing about wine is that it's constantly changing. There's a new vintage every year. And, you know, the, the way that the climate changes, changes what these guys are doing. New varietals have to come through. There's some great stuff out there. And every single time I set foot in a wine region, well, I find something new. Horrible, horrible job. <laughs> Rakesh, how mm. do indigenous flavors influence your menu development? So, uh, saying about that, you know, we, we stay in a Gadigal country, which, you know, deeply committed to reconciliation with First Nations people. So, what, we, what we're trying to do in here is, whenever we plan a menu, we're trying to, um, you know, involve as much as, or, or include as much as um, you know, native ingredients in the menu, um, or local herbs and spices, you know, so as much as Australian ingredients can, you know, it's a, it's a flavor combination too. So we need to look at when we writing the menus, you know, or when we trialing the menus, we get these ingredients and incorporate that with our meats and, you know, so see that how much we can, um, you know, source and, and the availability of the products too, you know, so we, we try to add that in our menus. We got, we got, um, native suppliers like, you know, Indigi Growth and, uh, Indigi Grow and, um, you know, Indigi Earth. Uh, it's part of our, you know, um, you know, blood and breath at the moment. Then we get in touch with this, you know, local, um, you know, um, 
spices and you know native ingredients it's a, it's an it, it's an it's a continuous you know commitment to them um companies like fig jam which is now recently came into with chutneys and you know so yeah involve them include them in our menus you know um when we when we write the menus we involve them you know like to come up with what you have what we can do together um to add those ingredients into our menus i think by adding this you uh, know australian foods in our menu which will enhance our you know creativity down level to these chefs you know so add those you know taste senses and there's a lot of work going on behind it you know having you know davidson plums and you know all the spices herbs um um in in menu tastings you know we ex- explain uh, when we do menu tastings with the organizers um talk to them about this local you know herbs they are some of them are very new with this you know flavors and you know and they some of them goes wow you know that's that's got a real difference you know when you put that you know herbs in this meat you know it's it come comes out completely different flavor so that's what we trying to include as much as you know involve um indigenous products in our you know menus it's it's a really a learning experience too so a lot of chefs who have been not very you know um familiar with these products and so it's a very learning learning process at the moment but i think i think it's an it's, it's a good experience for the the delegates and clients who attends the events in icc sydney well as you said we're the gateway to australia and you can't really talk about place or australian food or culture if we don't have these flavors involved and so what does that look like from a drink perspective I guess um I may have mentioned that I I'm originally a, a beer guy and uh one of my favorite beers at the moment is the uh, sober alcohol free beers and again they they're indigenous owned the the story behind them really is an incredibly interesting story um but they they set up alcohol free to support the local community and their craft beers have those indigenous spices in them and say their pepperberry IPA is just a, a fabulous tasting product um so every single one of our beverage packages includes the uh, those alcohol free beers which you know again i don't think there's too many convention centers doing that kind of thing yeah, it's pretty exciting and definitely the the sober beer product and story is is really quite incredible and that storytelling is really coming through on the plate and in the glass. And you know, you spoke earlier about pouring 2 million glasses of wine since you've opened and you talk about just touching on the story of sober beer just then. Can you share any other stories about the impact of this collaboration and and how you're promoting New South Wales regions and wineries through the beverage program? Yeah, I, I think there's perhaps there's certainly a few producers who would be very happy with the uh, the amounts of wine that we've we've purchased from them. Um, particularly when we opened, there's a few smaller producers who you know it, it certainly helped the way um, to to success and they, they've expanded. I wouldn't take you know, anywhere near 100% of the responsibility for their success. They are producing fabulous wines, um, being there and buying a bit of it when they're getting off the ground has helped a couple of guys a lot. There's other medium, relatively large family-owned businesses that we support a lot. Um, and, you know, again, it's down to how good the, the products are. But I think the impact 
actually gets felt a little bit more across a whole region where we're actually promoting not just New South Wales wines, but on there promoting orange wines, on there promoting wines from Tumbarumba. I think they feel extra love coming in there and I, I think that you know when I'm putting the wines in front of local guests as well as interstate guests as well as internationals and then you know they, they get a phone call from someone who's wanting to buy a case of this case of that I get that feedback from them they, they love to hear that, that I've sent them to, to those wineries the regions themselves are really happy and and I didn't think that you know we were having a huge you know, you know making a huge difference and then I go out to some of these regions and they they really really are very happy with IC Sydney and, and what we've done and I I, I get to to feel like a, a VIP when I, I head out there which to be honest I was actually quite surprised I didn't feel that we were making that much of a difference and we are that's um influencing there we go <laughs> uh, and I think you're challenging the norm because I think there's this this mindset that when you're yeah. a venue of scale which you are it's not possible and you're proving that it is mm-hmm. so that's really exciting it, it's it's surprisingly like for for the wine side of things we we have our classic package um, which we sell a lot of and those are larger regional producers but we have lots of very small production wines and it's very easy for me to 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 buy some of it and then you know those companies might run it out, out of it like you know after a couple of months and then up oh, we'll, we'll be ready for you again in 8 months we'll give you a call fantastic you know that 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 works for quite a lot of the wines on on the list. It doesn't need to be constant mm-hmm. availability, mm. and it's providing diversity and it's providing inclusion. All those key core values that the ICC Sydney has. Absolutely, I and mean, we we won the last couple of years. Um, we won awards at the Sommeliers Wine List Awards. You know, I'm very, very proud of that. We have an extensive wine list. We have lots of diversity across that wine list. It's very easy to match all of the different cuisines that Rakesh is producing. You don't want to just have you know, half a dozen wines and that's all the choice that you get, which you know, is, is perhaps quite common at, at event centres. Mm. Well, let's talk about zero waste. It's a, it's a big focus across the board for food service venues, full stop. But Rakesh, how do you deal with waste from conferences and events here at ICC Sydney? Here at ICC Sydney, we got a legacy program, which is called ICC Sydney Legacy Program. So, of course, we got certain ways of doing that. Um, we have an innovative idea came, you know, with doing edible centerpieces for events, you know, to replace, you know, floral arrangements on the table and then doing an edible centerpiece with local producers, you know, nice vegetables and fruits. Um, which we can turn into a meal later for um, for um, um, Matthew Talbot Hostel, you know, which is a you know New South Wales um, charity organisation, you know, uh, taking care of um, 
I don't know, homeless um, men's and, you know, so those kind of, you know, charity, we produce um, quality meals for them um, out of that, you know, edible center fees. Uh, I, I think which is a great program, you know, so instead of instead of floral arrangements on a table, you can buy an, you know, edible center fees and then you can, you can turn it into a proper meal. Same thing as well, you know, like um, in, in 2023, almost we did 6,300 kilos of, you know, quality meals, which was unserved for the events, turned into charity, you know. So we, we supplied that meals to charity foundations. And we look at all sort of avenues, how we can, you know, reduce by portion control, you know, like all those kind of things, how much we can um, buy locally, you know. And so you have you know what you're getting and, and all those kind of things we do to reduce the wastage. It's like there's an invisible layer to what you're doing. There's so much work happening behind the scenes because making meals for these centres is is not a simple um, thing to do. I would imagine it's it's got a whole power behind it. Yes, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a whole team commitment, you know. So so we can deliver quality meal back into the charity organisations. That's wonderful. It's really amazing. I mean, I think. ICC Sydney's commitment to sustainability, diversity, inclusion, collaboration, I think it's come through so strongly in the conversation that we've we've been having. You really are a shining beacon of, of what's possible. In terms of driving innovation and finding solutions to global challenges, achieving these positive social and economic impacts through events, are there any initiatives that you're working on at the moment that you can tell us about that will continue ICC Sydney's incredible leadership in this in this space? Well, the beauty of a BNA a successful international business is that we are competing on the international stage, which means that we have to be out there researching internationally. Um, Chef was recently across in Milan. And, and we're looking for equipment, particularly for the kitchen, um, that's going to make things more efficient. Reducing waste is obviously the, the more important um, aspect of that side of things. Um, same the beverage side of things, of course. I'm constantly going to be researching things. I'm going to be looking out for, you know, what's next, what's next. The big things that seems to be happening um, internationally, everything seems to be going into uh, cans. So you have little, particularly cans of cocktails, seems to be incredibly uh, popular uh, at the moment. Um, funnily enough, our biggest selling cocktail is the Liars Amalfi Spritz, a, a can of alcohol-free cocktail. Now that to me, that, that really has taken me by surprise. You know, there's, there's trends that happen that I can see, oh, it's happened over there, I can, I can see this is coming, this is coming. Alcohol-free cocktails in cans, well, that, that really is something that, that I think is quite, surprising it's not i think it's not just a trend i think it's a movement oh absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and it goes back into that um inclusion you know we, we're actually giving a, a proper drink to people who are not wanting to drink alcohol so you know that really is an important part of, of what we're what we're doing the other big trend that, that i see at the moment is sparkling wine it just seems to be more and more you're on Sydney Harbour, 
of course you should have a glass of something with bubbles in it. Um, and our guests just seem to have really got into the spotlight and spark of mine. I'm doing almost twice as much as I was when we first opened. You know, so, so just in six years, we really moved forward into lots and lots of bubbles. Prosecco's huge. Canned Prosecco is, is you know, where, where things seem to be going. Um, again, the other big trend, of course, is sustainability. Our clients are asking for sustainability. Um, I'm not sure if all the clients know what their definition of sustainability actually is. Um, but fortunately, you, you have Sustainable Wine Grow in Australia who is out there certifying people and guiding people into to the, right, the, the, the right way of doing that. So more than 60% of our purchases are actually from sustainable suppliers. So, you know, those kind of differences, I think, you know, really adds to the value of our business. And from a food perspective. Yep. Always when we release a new, new menus or writing new menus or preparing for the menus, sustainability is our main focus. Um, we always put that as prior priority when we write the menus. You know, so um, we, we ensure that our CSR manager engages with the, with the team to go through the recipes and, um, you know, look at, you know, carbon friendly dishes in our menus which is i know always she looks at you know the 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 footprint of it you know so um you know from harvesting from production transportation all that part of that that menu so that that's that's very important we always as william mentioned before you know we always look at the equipments and processes wherever we can get an opportunity to improve you know trending dietary requirements uh, which is very important for us, as 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 previously mentioned, you know, like thirty percentages of a menu combined of you know dietary common dietaries as vegetarian, vegan, and you know gluten free. We include them. Um, our menu collections are you know always um, always focused on that area. There's also you know great trends in the desert space. You know, biggest changes in plating styles, and you know, like what we can do. You know, like in, um, adding indigenous ingredients in our desserts, and you know, as we spoke before about it, um, you know, um, like uh, things like you know Davidson plum and you know um, all those lemon myrtles and all that indigenous ingredients are part of our sustainable plan, um, including you know kangaroo. As a, you know, when we do menu tastings, you know, we include those dishes to in front of the organizers and clients um, to get a, you know, um, um, green and clean meal, you know, so it's part of our sustainability. So we introduce those dishes for them to taste and, and, and to understand what we are striving for. Um, and that's, that's, that's very important for us. Well, thank you both for sharing your time and expertise with us today. ICC Sydney is certainly leading the charge for world-class events, conferences, and entertainment. And it's impressive to understand what goes on behind the scenes to achieve this. We have a lot of respect for, for what you guys are doing. And the time that it takes to do it. Like we really, I think what you're demonstrating is that it can be done. Yes. And that's really amazing and exciting and impressive. And we encourage everyone to really take a look at what you're doing here and, and celebrate it and ask questions about how it can be replicated in other venues. 
And also in our show notes for the podcast, we will put links to a lot of the producers that we've mentioned from the food and beverage side and links to some of the other initiatives that, that the ICC Sydney is involved with. So for our listeners at home, um, yeah, you can hop on, hop online and see all the, the references there. Thank you both. Um, it was great speaking to you both. Thank you and uh, look forward to uh, welcoming your listeners to, uh, to the venue and uh, serving them some wonderful New South Wales produce. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We really hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed the conversation. You'll find links to anything mentioned in today's chat in the show notes. We have some extraordinary guests lined up and we'd love for you to join us again. Please make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. We'd love feedback, good or bad, or perhaps a guest you'd love to hear from. Please just let us know. And the best way to stay up to date with what we're doing, who we're talking to, and where you'll find us around the country is to become part of our Straight to the Source community at straighttothesource.com.au forward slash community. Until next time.